If you can turn with me in your uh, Bibles to uh, Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 1 to 11. That's Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. It's page 1179 of the Pew Bibles. 1179. <clears throat> this is God's Word. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Fourteenth of February, nineteen ninety, Voyager one spacecraft. It looked back at Earth from three point seven billion miles away, and took a picture. In it, the Earth is barely visible, and the photo became known as the pale blue dot, renowned for its ability to communicate the sheer vastness of space and the smallness of Earth. And it prompted the the philosopher, author, and astronomer Carl Sagan to speak about it very profoundly. And we'll watch this video clip of that. From this distant vantage point, the Earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, it's different. Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, Every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species, live there on a mote of dust, suspended in a sunbeam. 
earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Today's a strange day. Today I struggled to, to write this sermon. You see, it's a day that I suppose I never quite believed would happen until maybe 10 or 12 months ago. And as this chapter comes to a conclusion, my time of training as an assistant minister, as a new phase of training commences, and what on earth possessed me to think about taking a call that requires more training, I will never know. As you start a new session of activities, BBGB, NetWise, home groups, every woman helping hands, kids going back to school, Philip as the, as the new assistant without the old assistant lurking around the corner, Bobby finally getting rid of one spacer. It's a time when there's a lot going on and it's easy to get distracted to get caught up in everything, and yet there is one constant. And that constant is Christ. Jesus is responsible for creating that pale blue dot, the earth as Sagan described it. Christ is the one who is responsible for creating all things. He is the creator and sustainer of the universe. He is all we need to live boldly as Christians, to be his disciples. See, today is a day that I could probably get away with a bit of liberty. I could stand here and I could tell you all sorts of stuff. I could challenge you. I could chastise you and tell you off. I could put pressure on you to do more things or even to do less things. Or I could simply speak of Jesus. And you see, I do want to encourage you. I do want to encourage you. And isn't that what Paul is saying in this chapter? The heading in the NIV for chapter 2 simply says, imitating Christ's humility. Paul says in verses 1 and 2, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. You see, as I leave here, what would be the most wonderful thing for, for me to see in six months or a year or two years or, or 10 or 20 years, God willing, if I live that long, is that you as a church, as a body of believers, not as a social club, but as believers, that you would be like-minded, that you would be united in love, that you would be of one spirit, that you would do all things as a united body, people united in one thing, and that is Jesus. You know, right at the minute as a country, we are all over the place. We are divided right down the middle over Brexit. People either want it and would give their right arm for it, or they hate the thought of it and would give their right arm to remain. We are not united as a people. And it would be pragmatic and good for us as a nation to be united, to have a common purpose moving forward. 
but it is different for the church. We are not to be united simply because it makes good sense. We are to be united because we have conformed to the unique mindset of Christ. We are not to be doing things because we think we are better than someone else. We're not to have a superior attitude. We're not to look out for ourselves, for us ourselves, have a selfish interest. But we are, as Paul says, to look out for the interests of others. Imagine what the world would be like. That pale blue dot, if it was made up of people like that. People who, in imitating Christ, put others before themselves. You know, we all know the parable of the the Good Samaritan when Jesus talks of three different men who come, come on this man who has been robbed and left for dead. The most obvious person, the priest, he comes upon this man and he passes on by. So too the Levite, another man who is steeped in what it is to be or supposed to be a man of faith. And yet he too walks past. Then along comes the most unlikely of characters. Someone who, to use a good Ulster phrase, would kick with the other foot. Hate his guts. And yet this is the man who stops, picks him up, tends to his needs, takes him to a place to recover, leaves money to pay for him to be looked after, and promises to come back and pay more if required. Jesus talks of a man who is not interested in self, but in others. That is what Paul is saying here. Paul is telling the Philippians that that they are to be like, that we are to be like, that we are to be different. We are to have the mindset of Christ. If we had that mindset, we would be different people. This is the mindset of the one who created the universe, who made everything that Carl Sagan spoke of in that pale blue dot. You know, as I think of creation, along with Genesis 1, I'm often drawn to the words of John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let us not forget that Jesus is God. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Let us not have a small mind of of who Jesus is or a small view of God. God, Jesus, the Word, They made the very ground that we stand on. They made the sky that we see, the clouds, the rain, the sun, the moon, the grass, the sea. That is the magnitude of Jesus. 
And so as we dwell on these words that Paul writes in Philippians, as he encourages that in our relationships with each other, we are to have the same mindset as Jesus. Because this is who Jesus is, as he describes him, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Jesus, because he was God, was not selfish. If he had been selfish, then Jesus would never have been sent. Rather, he loved us so much that he would give up his son's life for us, his son's life for our life. We read on in verse 7 that in Philippians 2 that he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. That's the exact opposite of what most of us would do. Jesus made himself nothing. Where we all like to build ourselves up. We want to make ourselves better than we really are. How many of us are prepared to admit our weaknesses, our, our failings to anyone? No, we don't do that. We portray and paint a picture of ourselves that, that makes us seem like wonderful people. And friends... If, as I am sure I have done this, I ask your forgiveness. Because you see, I am not perfect. In fact, I am far from perfect. I have been saved by Jesus, but I continue to fall so far short of what God wants for me. And I know that is the case for each of us. You know, I still remember the conversation quite a number of years ago, long before coming to Lega Curry. And it was a lady who'd been brought up in a church quite a bit away from here. And she would certainly have considered herself to be a Christian. She told me that she did not need to confess because she had never sinned. She was very serious. She truly believed that she had not committed any sin in many, many years. Let me make it abundantly clear. I have sinned and I continue to sin I am not proud of that, but even though I continue to sin, Jesus' one-time death on the cross takes all my sin away. It's not what we read in Hebrews chapter 9. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. See, Jesus, as Paul describes him in Philippians, Jesus didn't lift himself up. Rather, he humbled himself. What does it mean to humble ourselves? Well, the word comes from the Latin, humilis, for low or lowly. Think of that. Jesus the Son of God who had everything. He made himself so low, so insignificant to take on the nature of one who is like a servant, not the master, one who submits to others. That is what Jesus did and did it to the point of death and not just any death, but the lowliest most humiliating death, a death on a cross, hung naked and shamed. A place that was so low, 
that he cried out to his father, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Have you ever felt so low that you have felt totally abandoned and worthless, that you're of no value to anyone? Jesus surpassed that depth of abandonment, that he would cry out that his own father had forsaken him so that we would not be forsaken, that we would know that we are loved, that no matter how much we have messed up our life, no matter how many times we have ignored or rejected Jesus, that no matter how often we have abandoned our walk with, with God, Jesus died once for all. Didn't need to be repeated time and time again. He did it once for all. And from that place of, of being forsaken, the depths that Jesus had to endure from that place, his father then lifted him up and exalted him to the highest point, from the depths to exaltation, sitting at God's right hand, not lower than God, but at his right hand. Jesus was God incarnate. Jesus was divine before his incarnation. And now Paul says in verses 10 and 11, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, we might be mocked for following Jesus. We might be scorned by society. We might be called mean names because we submit to Jesus. People might even die because they follow Christ. But one day, the whole of creation, that pale blue dot the whole of creation, material and spiritual, shall bow and worship. This will include the heavenly hosts, the angels, mankind and the powers of evil too will be forced to concede and worship that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is who we worship. This is what the gospel is all about. You know, today is not about this person that stands in the pulpit and preaches. This day is about the gospel. The gospel that is Christ Jesus, who gave up everything that he had and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. My friends, as I come to the end of three wonderful years here, as you release me to go, to serve elsewhere, thank you for the privilege that you have afforded me, Dawn and Lucy, to come here, to worship with you, to serve alongside you, to be part of this fellowship. But today is not about me. Today is about Jesus. If you do not know Christ, would you not come and just quietly submit your life to him for all that he did for you on that cross. Give your life to Jesus. It might not be easy, it might not make you rich, but you will have a peace and a salvation that is for eternity.
And if you already know Jesus and you love Christ, and maybe you're in the doldrums right now, and that wonderful excitement that you you once had about who Jesus is and what it means to serve him, and that excitement is gone, then take some time to, to read and dwell on these words in Philippians. Meditate on them and know that God loves you. Dwell on who Jesus is and what he has done. His creation of that pale blue dot. Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And if all is well with you in your walk with Christ, then simply serve him. Whether that is here in Legacurry, in a school or college, in a doctor's surgery or a law office, in a business or a building site, a golf course, a football pitch, a coffee shop, a living room, South Africa or Burkina Faso. Friends, all I ask as I leave here is that you do these things. Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Love Jesus and serve Jesus. Let's pray.